This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello and thanks for downloading today's podcast. I'm Jamie Long. It's Friday, October the 28th. And first today, an Ashford man says he's lucky he wasn't electrocuted after finding underground cables in his back garden. Phil Lewis was digging to replace a fence panel on Church Road when he came across a warning sign. UK power networks were called to make sure the work was safely completed. It's thought there are more than 41,000 kilometres of underground cables across the southeast. Next, a woman whose son was stabbed in Ramsgate Town Centre says an increase in CCTV hasn't made the area any safer. Curtis White was attacked by a stranger after an argument broke out in April. Thanet has just over 500 council-owned cameras, making it the CCTV capital of Kent. But mum Maxine Lewis says they aren't proving to be much help. The issue I have is with the CCTV, why is it not being used to prevent violent incidents? Because there, it was clear that earlier on in the day, that um, that evening, there was an altercation. Um, it's not rocket science that if you've got a large group of young people that uh, at three or four o'clock in the morning that are drunk and there's been an altercation, surely that someone should have acted on that to prevent any violent situations. And it's not only my son. It's a lot of people are getting hurt um, that could be prevented. Yeah, and I ask in the context that Thanet has seen a massive increase in the use of CCTV, but I guess in the case of yourself and your son, that clearly hasn't worked as a deterrent to prevent such serious crimes. No, there isn't um, even any signs up anywhere saying that there's CCTV in operation, and maybe that might be a deterrent. Because if you know the CCTV's there, it might just deter somebody. I guess after what's happened to your son, regardless of the amount of CCTV in the area, neither of you feel any more safer? No, I don't feel safe at all. I, um, the pub where outside the Red Lion where it happened is um, I'm in a motorcycle club and we used to go down there of an evening sometimes. I won't go to Ramsgate of an evening because of the violence there and you're not safe and it's not only is Thanet the whole of Thanet you, you're not safe. So you think it's more widespread the levels of violence or antisocial behaviour and other crimes? Yeah it is it's it's we need a bigger police presence and I know it's hard and I know they're underfunded and I must say the police are absolutely brilliant in Curtis's case but they just seem to be picking up the pieces where if something could be done to stop the incidents and the councils have invested so much money in it, why is it not working? I guess your message to the council simply would be just relying on CCTV isn't enough. And in the case of your son, a prime example, unfortunately, which shows it's not the deterrent they would have hoped for. No, no, it isn't. It's it's not enough. It's not enough for any... Like, I'm, I'm lucky, my son survived and hopefully he's going to be okay physically psychologically he's never going to be okay but there I know there's other mothers out there that have had yeah their sons that have been beaten up and they've had long-term physical and mental effects from it 
And this is if, if you go through um, the cases in Thanet, there's at least at least one violent episode every week, which doesn't sound a lot because it's a small area, but when you put it in perspective, it is quite a lot. And we're a very underprivileged area as well. So it's a whole social thing that needs to be addressed. Um, Roger Gale did write to the police commissioner, um, but I've had no response from him. Are you worried your concerns about the frequency of these crimes, uh, the level of violence in the area, are just being ignored? Yeah, I think it is being ignored, and it's not only me. It's If you look on, on your comments on Kent Online for any violent crimes, if you go through the comments, it's that the members of the public are saying the same thing. It is getting worse. We don't feel safe, you know. Why have we got CCTV if it's not being used as a prevention? What more do you want to see done? What will it take for you to feel safe going out on the streets? Education for young people to say the consequences of your actions, that carrying a knife is or any, any weapon can put you on the road to being in prison for a long time. Also, the council to improve the CCTV response and... Also, um, for the members of public, the police commissioner and MPs to sit down to see if we can make Thanet a really nice, safe seaside town as it used to be. Well, some business owners say they're having to employ doormen to protect their own safety. Bosses insist the cameras are being monitored so they can respond to incidents and provide evidence for police. A second man's been charged with attempted murder after a stabbing in Tunbridge Wells. The victim, who's in his 20s, was taken to hospital after being attacked at a property on Upper Grosvenor Road in August. The 44-year-old Keith Williams from Kingscroft Road in Banstead in Surrey is due at Crown Court along with another suspect next month. A man's been prosecuted for punching and racially abusing a traffic warden in Canterbury. It happened at the Lock Meadow car park after Mark Roberts was given a ticket. The 27-year-old from Old Tovel Road in the town has been given a community order and will have to do 80 hours of unpaid work as well as pay compensation to his victim. Kent Online News. A former nurse from Sevenoaks who has incurable cancer is urging us to join a fundraising walk tomorrow. Suzanne G is campaigning for assisted dying to be legalised in the UK as an option for those who are terminally ill. She says there are reasons why people like her are in favour of it. Well, I've been diagnosed with uh, an incurable bone marrow cancer and um, I think... I felt uh, towards the end of one's life with this particular disease, you can suffer terribly with pain and um, bone fractures. Um, Treatments have improved no end um, since the old days. And um, you can live with this disease for some time. But all in all, I felt that uh, I, when I got towards the end of my life, that I didn't really want to go through the... um, the pain and indignity uh, of of dying with this disease. Um, That's why I've really decided to, uh, um, if I need to, and why I'm so keen on getting the law changed, that if it doesn't change, I would like to go to Switzerland. Why is it so important for you to be able to have 
control over your own death. You know, there'll be a lot of people that would be severely opposed to that idea. So what would your yes. message be to them? Well, that's fine. This is a very much an individual choice. I think this is something that is not going to be forced on anybody. Um, there are going to be strict rules and regulations about um, assisted dying if it ever comes to fruition in this country. But um, you would need the signature of two doctors and a high court judge. So um, this is only for people who wish for it. Many people don't. So it's very much, if you like, for every individual to decide for themselves. So it's, it's a personal choice. You can join the walk at Kenwood Place from 10am tomorrow. Elsewhere, three men have been arrested on suspicion of poaching rabbits from lands on Sheppey. They were seen with eight dogs that were chasing wildlife on Tomset Way in Queenborough. A 12-year-old boy who was with them was also given a warning by police. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Now, warm banks are starting to open up across Kent as thousands of people struggle to heat their homes. The cost of living crisis is thought to have left more than 16 million people across the UK in fuel poverty. The city praised Centre Church in Gravesend is hoping to help by giving those who are struggling somewhere to go. Bruna Willing is a youth pastor at the church and told our reporter Abby what they're up to. We at City Prayer Centre, we want to serve the community, we want to serve people, it's one of our visions is to, to serve people and we are here for that and so we, have, we are blessed to have a lovely building, a lovely space that is open from Tuesday to Friday from 9 to 5 next to the college as well, next to a, a two states and so we, we, are, we are here to serve people, we want to be to be able to support, to, to bless people, because we are where their life is hard. Life is hard for those who can pay the bills, but it's, it's even more harder for those who can't pay the bills. So we want to be able to help and bless. So we have all sorts of things to help and support the community, not just the lounge here, but we have a lot of other things going on as well. And what's the response you've been getting from people who have come in and, and used it as that free warm space? They absolutely love it. They, they love it. The fact they can have teas and coffees, some biscuits. Sometimes we have some sandwiches and fruits around. It's just a free space for them. And we have some moms as well. So on Wednesdays, we have parents and toddlers group in the morning. But then rather than going home, some moms, they just come in here and they just ended up having their lunch here because they sometimes they just don't want to go home yet. And it's always a, it's a really safe space for people to belong. And why do you think, I mean, these spaces are incredible, it's great that we have them, but in an ideal world we would hope not to need these mm. places. Why do you think that they are, they are, they do exist and what would you like to see sort of change? They do exist because the world is a mess. <laughs> I think it's very hard to find the right answer to it, but I think the world is a mess and so it takes a community to help each other. To me, I think greed is the biggest problem in our community. And so it's space like this. It takes people who are not greedy and selfish to put it up. It takes someone who is willing to literally put their money into a pot to serve others, put their time to serve others. Because, and, and so I think if people had a little bit more selfless 
heart and selfless attitude, I really think the world would be a much better place. Everybody would be enough, would have enough because Earth itself makes enough for the whole world. Earth itself, nature grows, but it's about how do we manage those? How do we split those? How much we charge for it and how much... Yeah, so I think we human beings, we are responsible for everything that goes wrong, really. And but, so then, therefore, we human beings, we also have the opportunity, the privilege and the responsibility to care and look after and be generous and fair with others. And then just lastly, obviously the government has a lot to play in what money goes where mm -hmm. and how they help people through and out of poverty. Mm -hmm. What more do you want to see done? Uh, personally, I am very grateful for, for what they are doing in a sense that I understand, I understand people are doing the best they can. And, I, and so I, personally, I'm grateful for it. But yes, there, we, there's always more that could be done. And so I think focusing on children and young people, I think that is a, I'm passionate about young people because I also see the need of investing in them, how they are bringing, how they are brought up, the opportunities they are given and things like that. Next, Southeastern staff are being given body-worn cameras to try and stamp out antisocial behaviour on trains and at stations in Kent. The rail operators being given £850,000 to increase security. There'll be more patrols on services and platforms following reports of violence and aggression. Meanwhile, Southeastern's promising a long-term commitment to support veterans in Kent after signing up to the Armed Forces Covenant. It acts as an agreement that the rail company will help look after ex-forces personnel, which includes discounts on travel and employment opportunities. Ish has been chatting with Alex South, who's head of HR services at Southeastern and a veteran himself. So the Armed Forces Covenant is uh, the agreement between the nation and the armed forces that because of the, the work that they do and the exposure to uh, circumstances that they, that they, that they go through, that the, that the nation will look after the armed forces and support them uh, and um, that you give up certain rights when you join the armed forces in terms of some of your employment rights and, 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 and other things. Um, and the, the, the nation agrees that it will look after you in those circumstances. So why has Southeastern taken the decision now to, to sign up to that? Because it's a brilliant thing to do. Uh, I'm a veteran. I served for 24 years in the, in the Royal Air Force. My son uh, is uh, in the Royal Navy and uh, and supporting our armed forces is a really, really important thing to do. We offer a number of things on the railway. We offer discounts to armed forces personnel. Uh, over the Remembrance weekend, we will be offering free travel to veterans um, and to uh, members of the armed forces to attend Remembrance events. Uh, we offer a great employment opportunity um, and we want to uh, really open that to uh, as many veterans and members of the armed forces as we possibly can. So it's it's a great thing to do to show our support. What does this mean to you personally, being a veteran, being intrinsically tied to all of this? It must feel quite special for you. Yes, it does. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm hugely honoured to be able to give back to the organisations that gave me so much through 24 years. It was it, it, it really has made me as a person. Um, and and so it's really, really important to be able to uh, to be able to to, to offer this uh, to the veterans community. There are over a million veterans in the UK. Um, and and so it's really important to to be able to to, to offer them um, support. 
Uh, and it's really important to be able to offer people that are leaving the services support and know that uh, there, there's a great opportunity of further training, a great job um, and a second career on the on the railway. And, and so this is all part of that offer. Yeah. And how important is obviously not only commemorating, but I guess fostering that veteran community that's such an important part of society why is that so important as part of the uh, of the railway we've set up a, a network an armed forces network on southeastern that brings over 80 veterans that we've that we know about in the company together and we can support each other there's a lot of people who have have, have done really really well through their service and have left and have gone on to really successful careers and have really successful lives but there are some even within our small grouping of 80 who have really struggled when they've left the service and they've really they really need help both with mental health with um with transitioning into into civilian life it's a re- it can be a really difficult time for people and so we can really support and help them with that by sharing our experiences but also by um, replicating some of the camaraderie that we all enjoyed as members of the armed forces and obviously public transport is such a fundamental part of our everyday lives um how i guess glad are you that um we can support our veterans in, in such a way and and you know make that sort of long-term commitment that permanent commitment to, to them and give them that security as well well, well exactly the, the um the railway's been around for over 200 years um, and it's a really important part of the fabric of our society and uh, the armed forces are exactly the same they've been around for hundreds of years um they are part of the fabric of our society they're really really important to the nation um, and it's great to be able to bring those two things together uh, to to be able to bring the best of our country together and the best of of southeastern railways and the armed forces together. So it's really, really exciting. Elsewhere, a 23-mile stretch of the M2 is going to be closed overnight this weekend for work to replace safety barriers. The coastbound carriageway will be shut between junctions 4 for Gillingham and 7 for Faversham from Sunday evening until Monday morning. We've got details of the diversion routes at Kent Online. Six Indian restaurants in Kent have been shortlisted for this year's Asian Curry Awards. They're based around Tunbridge, Seven Oaks, Tunbridge Wells and Ashford. Nominees will be whittled down by online public votes before judges visit who determine the winners next month. Kent Online Sports. In football, Gillingham travel to take on Doncaster Rovers tomorrow. They'll be hoping for a better result after a 2-0 loss to Leighton Orient on Tuesday. Jill's defender Elkan Baggert says his sides have had things they need to work on. We've really got to work on our consistency throughout the whole 90 minutes because there's been it's been patches in games you know it's been we've been good in in a, for a period of 45 maybe 60 but it'll be like a 30 minutes or a 45 that will let us down which ultimately cost us a result so it's something that we've got to work on um, to be consistently um, performing at high levels throughout the whole the full 90 minutes obviously for the strikers point of view they want to score every game they can they want to score as many goals as they can so they're working hard on the training ground to try and do that. Obviously, for us at the back, it's just about chipping in, um, especially set pieces is a really important part in League Two. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as a, as a team, we know we have to score more goals, um, but we've also um, stopped keeping a clean sheet the past few games. That's something as well that we've got to, we've got to tighten up as well. The Jules sit 20th in the League Two table, while Doncaster up in 12th. And finally, let's find out what's on this weekend with Kent Online's Sam Laurie. 
It's finally Halloween weekend. It's one of my favourite times of the year and if you haven't had enough of pumpkin picking and fancy dress costumes just yet, you might want to check out some of the fun Halloween activities happening across Kent this weekend. There are lots and lots of things going on so I'll name just a few on here but it's probably worth looking at our full Halloween guides on Kent Online to find something happening near you. If you're looking for something to do with the kids, you can head to Betshanger Country Park in Deal and visit their specially made pumpkin town, or get some witch or wizard training at Groombridge Place near Tombridge Wells, or you can follow the terrifying trail at the Hot Park at Paddockwood. Also, Leeds Castle, Dover Castle and Hever Castle all have plenty of children's activities going on this weekend, including games, characters and prizes for the best Halloween costumes. But let's not forget you are never too old to get stuck into the spooky season and there are also plenty of things for grown-ups to do this Halloween weekend. You can dance the night away dressed as your favourite Halloween character at the Nightmare on Cave Street party at the Cave Hotel in Borton. You can enjoy an alternative Halloween party with Totally Wired at Dreamland in Margate. Or on Halloween night itself, you can attend a fascinating talk about the psychology of serial killers at the Central Theatre in Chatham. And if you want a real scare, don't forget to check out some of Kent's most frightening Halloween events. There's the Halloween Horror Nights featuring scare mazes with real actors at Fort Amherst in Chatham or daily ghost tours of the historic haunted city of Canterbury to give you a proper fright over the Halloween weekend. So whether you're looking for some not so scary activities for the whole family or dare to brave some of the county's most terrifying grown-up events, there's plenty of things to choose from. Happy Halloween! Well, that's all for today's podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for all of the latest news from across Kent over the weekend. Plus, you can also subscribe to the ad-free premium version of Kent Online. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.